Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to the Future of Leadership, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Paul McCarthy. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Paul's episodes, we'll cover practical insights, tips, and executable activities to get you thinking about the future of leadership in your organization. Let's begin. It's time to reframe the narrative. It's time to create the conditions for our leaders, our leadership teams, and our organizations to truly have open and honest conversations that matter. Welcome. I'm Paul Mack. I'm from Paul Mack Leadership. I'm just a poor boy from Shepherd's Bush, really. But the thing I do is challenge the way we think things are done and the way they should be done. I've adopted a counterintuitive approach to the future of leadership, and it's starting to gain traction. Be prepared, because what I share is raw. It's unconventional. It's unlike anything you've ever heard before. And it will always be focused on the conversations that we need to have. Today, I'm going to be talking about my own story, The Fired Leader. So grateful you're here today. Today, I'm going to share the three reasons why organizations and leaders are woefully unprepared for thriving in increasingly disruptive times. It's not a secret. In fact, it's an open secret. We're increasingly firing the leaders who have the leadership qualities that we need to successfully navigate ongoing disruption. Let me share how this has played out in my personal life. I was hired to demonstrate a range of leadership qualities that would ultimately get me fired as soon as I started displaying them. I went through six to seven rounds of interviews on average for each leadership role. These often span several months and at a significant cost to the organization recruiting me. I would eventually be fired from four executive leadership roles for being what I would later term a fired leader. More on that later. I've been the expert in developing leaders for almost 30 years, and I began to form this counterintuitive hypothesis that made me ask if organizations were firing the types of leaders for having the leadership qualities we'd need in the future. As part of this, I began to get more curious as to why leaders who were recruited for these leadership qualities would eventually be marginalized, discredited, or fired for when they demonstrated the qualities they were hired for. You may or may not be aware, the Airbus Board of Directors back in 2007 recruited CEO Christian Streeth over a 12-month time period. They specifically recruited him to be disruptive, and they wanted his disruptive abilities as a leader to position them as a company ahead of their main competitor at the time, Boeing. When Streeth unveiled his plan to differentiate Airbus in the market and grow his business, he was fired by the board after three months in the role. Three months of demonstrating the qualities that he was hired for, and by the way, assessed over a 12-month period of recruitment by the board of directors who would ultimately fire him. Let me ask you this question. How much money do you think it's costing you to recruit leaders to demonstrate the qualities you hired them for and yet then fire, sideline, discredit them when they display those qualities. Now let me ask you another question. What do you think this is costing the wider economy? And one more, do you even care? Pre-COVID-19, the largest global human capital experiment in our history to date, Heidrich and Struggles, who are a leading global executive headhunter agency, revealed that the ability, and I quote, the ability to disrupt and challenge has the strongest effect on leadership potential. Just think about that for a minute. I'm going to get personal again. I was hired to disrupt 
and take consulting firms into new markets so that they could stay ahead of the competition. By being curiously and compassionately disruptive, I accidentally stepped on what I would later call ego-based leadership landmines that would get me labeled as a troublemaker or other such monikers as agitator, rebel, disruptor, and ultimately fired. Because I was disruptive as a leader, doors then began to close for me. Silo surfaced and office politics intensified. All of you know what I'm talking about. Disruption is often seen as this dirty word, some type of taboo topic that many are plagued by, and yet few truly understand what being disruptive actually means, let alone what being a disruptive leader actually means. Part of my mission is to shift the narrative that characterizes the majority of organizations from what I call the normalization of dysfunction, which Adam Grant refers to as the normalization of deviance, to one in which we've normalized disruption so that we can help organizations and VPs of HR, chief people officers, and CEOs recognize the value that disruptive leaders bring to the workforce, to the organizational culture, and ultimately to the bottom line. Think about this as well. A survey by renowned professor Francesca Gino of Harvard University, an esteemed professor in her field of over 520 chief learning officers, reveals that they actually actively discourage leaders from being too curious and disruptive. And the reason they do is because they think it costs the organization too much money. Now let's compare that to research from DDI's global leadership forecast in 2018, that an organization which identifies disruptive leadership potential early in a leader's career tends to outperform other organizations by up to 4.3 times more. As a VP of HR, a chief people officer, or a CEO who's listening to this, ask yourself, in these increasingly disruptive, scarce, and competitive times, can you really afford not to identify or encourage disruptive qualities in your leaders? What's this costing your organization by actively discouraging such needed future leadership qualities? Almost $400 billion is spent globally each year on developing leaders across the world and only 14% of those leaders who procure that leadership development actually thinks it works. That's according to DDI again. We referenced that earlier. Let's make this personal again. After being fired four times for having the five leadership qualities that I was hired for, I then spent six to 12 months researching whether these qualities were featured in today's leadership development programs. You're probably wondering what those qualities were. Well. The F in fired is fresh thinking. I was fired for demonstrating fresh thinking, the ability to think and dare to think and act differently. That's fresh thinking. That's the precursor to disruption, which then leads to the ability to innovate and stay ahead of your competition. So the F in the fired methodology was fresh thinking. I, the inquisitive nature, that's always asking why, being very curious and not, not worrying about silos or turf wars or politics but genuinely being interested in advancing an idea to help the organization. R, real and accountable. As it says on the tin, being real and demonstrating transparency and vulnerability in everything I did, rather than just being a, a wall-mounted mission statement that says words like transparency and vulnerability and authenticity, I was real and I turned up in every organization, in every leadership role without wearing a mask. And I was accountable to being real, to myself, 
to my peers and to my boards of directors. E, the expressive and challenging quality. This is basically a leader who cuts through the crap. Someone that is very clearly focused and challenges the status quo and does so in a respectful, courteous, and professional manner, but is very clear about why we're actually meeting. Are we meeting for the sake of meeting or do we have a purposeful agenda and focused objective? And the D, direct and transparent. The direct and transparent quality is essentially the leader who doesn't play political games. They don't play the silos or the turf wars. They actually are accountable for being honest within the organization. And their main focus is about how to advance the organization's mission rather than their own. The research I conducted in 2019 spanned hundreds of global leadership programs. I scoured available materials, trainings, and I had one-on-ones with leaders and those in the learning and development community. My research and interviews reveals that these fired leadership qualities are not contained in the majority of leadership development programs around the world. And interestingly, peer-reviewed and anecdotal research on future leadership trends shows that these are the qualities that we will increasingly need as organizations and leaders continue to navigate ongoing disruption. So if you're sitting there listening to this wherever you are, as a VP of HR, a chief people officer, a CEO, how fit for purpose do you think your current investments in leadership development programs are? Be honest with yourself. How confident are you that your current suite of leadership development programs will successfully prepare your leaders and organizations for the future? As we wrap this episode up, it's time to address the elephant in the room. Having honest conversations about whether you're sidelining, overlooking, marginalizing, or forcing leaders out from your organization for demonstrating leadership qualities that are being misinterpreted. Here's an idea. Engage your leaders by asking and then listening to them for the type of leadership development that they would prefer to experience. One of the other things I'd encourage you to do is explore our program on fired leadership. It's the first of its kind globally, and it supports organizations to identify, recruit, onboard, and develop leaders who have the fired leadership qualities that will increasingly be needed in the future and as part of the future of leadership. If you are interested in finding out more about fired leadership and my story, you can find me on LinkedIn. And if you find me on LinkedIn, please just message me with the word fired and I'll get back to you. You can also head over to my website, paulmacleadership.com. That will be in the show notes and just hit the chat with Paul button and you can start a conversation with me that way. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning about the future of leadership. We'll be back next month with Paul for another episode. But until then, please visit Paul's website for additional resources at paulmacleadership.com. And until next time, don't let the shift hit your plans.